All right. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you guys here today. Uh, my name is Pastor Austin. I am the uh, kids and youth pastor here today or at Cross Lake Christian. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, we also have our, you know, if you are interested in following along, we've got uh, our sermon notes in the Bible app. So you can uh, open up the Bible app by YouVersion, uh, head to the More tab, and then you'll be able to find the uh, sermon notes in, under the events section. Uh, just be able to search Cross Lake Christian, and you'll find us right there. But anyway, today I've got a very special uh, message for you guys, and I want to start by building a foundation from God's Word. Uh, in Colossians chapter 3, uh, are you guys ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. So Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, if my remote's working, which it's not. So Chet, you might need to just kind of follow along. There we go. So, uh, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, this is for those who are new in Christ, he says, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now, this is a key part of the text. So set your mind. Everybody say, set your mind. Set your mind on the things that are on earth, not on the things uh, on the things above, not on things that are on earth. <laughs> uh, set your mind on things that last, on things that are eternal, on things that matter to God, instead of on things that are temporary, on things that do not last. Um, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have, for you who have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What I want to do today is share with you a very powerful tool that has been passed on to me by mentors in my life. And I've been using to help me grow closer to God and to help build my faith in, in this very crazy, very challenging, uh, very painful world that we live in. There is so much fear, so much anxiety, um, and so much tension. And I want to share with you a tool today that I believe can really help you build your faith. And I want to show you how to apply it and how you can do the same. And who knows, God might use this tool to transform your faith and build your intimacy with God. And this tool has to do with headlines. How many of you would agree that over the past three or so years, it almost seems like the world has been dominated by fearful headlines? It goes back to around you know February or March of 2020, and you can remember when this mysterious new disease called coronavirus uh, Remember when coronavirus was, you know, only coronavirus and, you know, we made fun of it like it was a beer and, you know, said, you, you have the Rona. Um, and then it became COVID-19 and it was no longer intriguing or funny. It was scary because it was spreading all over the world and people were dying and jobs were vanishing and businesses were shutting down and we were all told to stay home. And there was the ever troubling shortage of toilet paper. And just as those headlines were rocking our world, it seems like things uh, got set even up a notch, uh, where we were dealing with all this racial tension, all of this political division, and months after months of painful and negative headlines, it seemed like we almost got a break, where some of the headlines started to say, COVID is leaving! And then like 30 minutes later, we got Mess, or we got new headlines saying, COVID is back! And there are so many headlines that feel so negative, and it makes everything in life often feel like it's a negative. 
But that's why I want to bring with you or bring a tool to you that I believe can help change your perspective. Now, as we talk about headlines, how many of you know or realize that not all headlines are necessarily true, right? Have you figured that out yet? I mean, we don't need to get started here today. I don't even want to talk about that, but not all headlines are true. In fact, there are some famous headlines that were incredibly inaccurate. Um, and I'll share you know, just a couple of those here today. Uh, you remember, probably most of you guys weren't alive, but uh, there is a famous headline that said, Titanic sinking, no lives lost. Now, if only we wish that that were only true, but it's not. There's another headline that said, this Dewey defeats Truman. Now, some of you guys who are younger may be asking, you know, well, who is this Dewey? And the reason you ask that question is because, well, Dewey did not, in fact, beat Truman. Um, there is another headline that says this uh, from 1915, babies will disappear in the next hundred years except imported ones. Sociologists predict time when childbearing will be unfashionable. Uh, I'm not sure that my grandparents ever read this headline. Um, you know, eight kids and 23 grandkids later, they're you know, still, uh, you know, our generations are still going pretty strong. So, all the headlines that you read, uh, we have to we have to understand they're not all true. Not only are they not all true, but some of them are actually kind of funny. In fact, I found some funny uh, headlines uh, that happened, and this is an actual headline. It says. Hospitals resorts to hiring doctors. Like, has it come to this already? I can't believe that we're already there. It's crazy. Uh, this one's pretty funny from Oklahoma City. It says, rally, uh, rally against apathy draws small crowds. Yeah, that, that, one, that one seems kind of relatable. I get that one. And perhaps, uh, perhaps the funniest one, and this was a true headline, uh, woman accidentally joins search party looking for herself. Yeah, can't make those up, but uh, not only are the headlines not necessarily accurate, um, but some of them are funny as well. And what I want to do today is I want to give you a tool, and I want to teach you to write your own headlines. I want to teach you, with the help of God, to write your own headlines. Why is this so important? If some of you are taking notes, you may want to jot this down, because you can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. You can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. In fact, we see examples of this throughout scripture where if you read into it with some creativity, you can almost visualize uh, some of the headlines that some of God's people would have written throughout the Bible. You see all sorts of, ex of examples of this, like when Moses sent some men out to survey the land of Canaan. He wanted them to find out what the soil was like, what are the conditions like, are there, or what are the people like? Are there a lot of them? Are there just a few of them? Are they strong? Are they weak? And two different groups of people went out and they came back with, uh, and basically brought back two entirely different perspectives. One of them was Joshua and Caleb, who went out with a very positive perspective. And they came back and said, our headline is this, God is with us. Land of milk and honey, rich with blessing for all. Same situation, two entirely different perspectives. Because there was another group of spies that went out and saw the exact same thing. But according to scripture, when they came back, they said this. Not only were there giants in the land, but they said in Numbers 13, 32, the land 
through which we have gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. The land eats people. And their headline would have been this, danger lurks. The land devours the living. Same exact situation, two entirely different reports. You can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. Perhaps the most emotional uh, example of this is from the Apostle Paul. And if you know his story, uh, he was gloriously transformed by the grace of Jesus from a Christian hater to a Christ proclaimer. And he just knew that if he could ever get to Rome to preach the gospel, that this would be the most strategic city. That if he could transform these leaders, the gospel could spread all over the world. So he's begging God, I want to go to Rome and preach. I want to go to Rome and preach. And unfortunately, he didn't get to go to Rome to preach. Instead, the Roman government arrested him, beat him senseless, took him forcefully to Rome, locked him up, chained him to a guard, and were deciding whether or not to behead him. This is as bad as it gets. I want to go to Rome. I want to preach. And then he's wrongly imprisoned beaten, and now is potentially waiting his own execution. Can you imagine if there were media back then what the possibility of the different headlines would be? I mean, you can see it now. Apostle Paul awaits likely execution. Christianity is doomed. That's the type of headline that would have been there. Another version may have said this. Apostle Paul wrongly imprisoned, sues Roman government for tens of millions. Now, some of you guys, you know, might actually read that news source. Um, then there would be the opinion pieces, and someone would write an opinion saying, seven reasons why Christianity will die by the end of the first century. Then someone would go out and do a podcast, and this podcast would be called The Rise and Fall of the Apostle Paul. Some of you know that's, you know, pretty close to an, uh, a podcast that you might hear today. But the good news is that if you're a follower of Christ, your life is not defined by somebody else's headline. You may not be able to change what you're facing, but you can change how you look at what you're facing. Your life, your ministry, your family, your marriage, your children, your health, it's not defined by somebody else's headlines. We don't set our minds on earthly things, but we set our minds on things above. We're not conformed to the patterns of this world, but we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can test and approve what the will of God is for our life, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Perhaps you've read uh, the book uh, Winning the War in Your Mind, and in it, uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle talks a lot about uh, this thing called cognitive reframing. It's an incredible tool that a good counselor will use, but I believe that God can use this in an even more powerful way. What is cognitive reframing? Cognitive reframing is shifting your mindset to look at a situation or a relationship from a positive perspective. It's a shift in your mindset. It's uh, think, not thinking on what things are impure, but thinking on what is pure. It's not looking for what's wrong, but looking for what's right. It's not being upset about what you don't have, but being thankful for what you do have. 
because you may not be able to change what's happening to you, but you can change your perspective. And a good counselor will say, hey, something bad may have happened to you, um, and that's bad, but you can determine the meeting. You can bring purpose even out of something that's bad. But let's take that to another level where um, instead of just saying you decide the meaning, we can, with God's help, let God determine the meaning. Not only for us to interpret, but when we serve a God who is so powerful that he can work in all things, everything, not just the good things, but the bad things as well, to bring about something good according to his purposes. You can let God determine the meaning of whatever you're facing in this moment. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul did. He didn't buy into the negative headlines that uh, he's facing one of the most horrible situations that you can imagine. He's locked up, chained to a Roman guard, waiting on the government to decide, do we cut his head off? And with the help of the Holy Spirit, he changed the headlines. This is what he said in Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. Here's my headlines. He says, now I want you to know this, brethren, that my circumstances, you may think it's bad, you may, uh, it may look bad, it may not look positive, I may look like I'm in trouble, but what happened to me in my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. Uh, so that my imprisonment, in other words, I'm locked up to this guy, I'm preaching to him every single day, and my faith is building uh, the faith of others, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else, and that most of the brethren, um, and that most of the brethren trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Paul doesn't buy into the negative headlines. He writes his own headlines. And if Apostle Paul was writing a headline, he might say this: Roman plan backfires. Apostle Paul preaches to a captive audience. Like, how good is that? He, hey, like, they just thought I was their prisoner, but they're locking me up to, or but they're locked up to me, hearing my best 14 sermons, eight hours a day, I'm preaching to a captive audience. Paul didn't buy into the negative headlines, but in a very real sense, he wrote his own. And you can do the very same thing. No matter what you're facing, no matter what fear and anxiety feels like is going to overcome you, uh, you can't control your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. In fact, I heard a powerful story about a man who felt like he was at the very end. I uh, wonder if anybody out there is feeling like that today, where you don't feel like you have any hope at all. Um, and that's where this guy was when he picked up his phone texted his pastor and said, I'm about to give up. Could you meet with me? Because I need some help. And this guy sat down with his pastor, and he had a good relationship with this man. And the man said, my marriage is falling apart, and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. My finances are a wreck, and I don't know if we're going to be able to keep our house. We might lose it. And in all that I'm going through, I'm starting to doubt God. I'm losing my faith and I don't know how to talk to God. I haven't seen God, and I'm in big trouble. My marriage is in trouble, my finances are in trouble, and I'm losing my faith. And the pastor looked on at his good friend, and he said, 
So let me see if I understand this, because it sounds like you're going through a lot. Uh, he said, so your wife divorced you, and she's not speaking to you. It's like, oh, the guy said, no, 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 no. We're, we're still married, um, but we've been really struggling. The pastor said, oh, okay. So he wrote that down, and then he said, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you've lost your job, and you're completely unable to work. It's like, no, 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 no. The guy, guy said, I'm, I'm still employed. I'm, I'm able to work, but things are just really, really tight right now. The pastor said, oh, okay. So he wrote that down. And then he said, so you've lost your faith in God, and you don't believe there is a God, and there's no sense of God, and you don't think God is real. Like, no, 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 the, the guy said, and I still believe in God. I just haven't sensed him in a long time. My pastor looked on, and he smiled, and he said, because we're good friends, I hope you see what I'm doing. I don't want to belittle the challenges that you're facing because you have some real challenges, but from where I'm sitting, I see some real opportunities because I see a marriage that still has potential. I see a man who is still has a job, and a, I see a Christian who still has a God. And so you can buy into the devil's headlines, which is that there's no hope for you, and you'll never get through this, and you'll never heal, and you'll never have a good relationship, and you'll always be alone, and you'll always struggle financially, and you'll never be close to God. Or you can change your perspective and say, my God is always with me. My God is always for me. Even though I don't like what I see, I know that my God is working in me. Even though or because since you've been raised with Christ, what you do is you set your mind on things above, not on things below. We work on things that are excellent and pure and praiseworthy before God. And what we're going to do is we're going to let God help you write your headlines. We don't set our mind on earthly things. We set our minds on things above. We look for the good and we look for God. We don't think about what we don't have. We look for what God has given us. We don't complain about what's bad or what's wrong in the world. We look for, uh, we, uh, look for the work of God in this world, and we join it. I would even say that we're not picking everybody apart, saying where they're wrong, where they're, where they're wrong, but instead we're looking for opportunities to love people, looking for opportunities to share the grace of Jesus. And instead of saying they're wrong, you know, they're annoying, instead they're just a candidate for a lot of love. And we change our mindset. We, some of you got some real candidates who need a lot of love. And guess what? They need a lot of love. You can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. You can't always change the diagnosis. You can't always fix a relationship on your own. You can't always get a child to come back to Jesus. You can't always rebuild your faith in a moment after you've been let down. You can't always heal from a hurt or a betrayal in three seconds. But what I promise you is with eyes to see, you can change your perspective if you look to God. And so here's what I want you guys to do, you know, either today, tomorrow, or this week. You can open up a news app. You can turn to whatever your favorite uh, bias source of news is. You can watch the video from the latest conspiracy theory that your best friend that's informed sent you, and you know everybody else is idiots, but you know your friend is informed. Um, you may not be able to change what's going on out there, 
but you can change what's going on in here. Um, and with God's help, you can change what's going on in your heart. And instead of being postured from a place of fear and anxiety, you can step out with faith knowing that you are a light in this world and that you've been called by God to make a difference. And you can start to call things that are not as though they were. And you can have faith to write your own headlines. And so I don't necessarily know what your headline would be, but uh, like honestly, I hope there's some of you right now who are, uh, years from now, you're writing your own headlines. You're letting God renew your mind. You're not just defining a situation, but you're letting God help bring meaning into the situation. So here's a few headlines for you just to kind of give you an idea of how you might see whatever you're facing with the help of God. These probably won't be, you know, your headlines exactly, but this is a tool that God can, or that with the help of God, uh, you can use um, because you can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. There may be somebody who will have this headline, Teen asks for, or asks for help to escape addiction. The very thing that's been holding you hostage for so long, the things that make you feel shame, the things that, you've, that you're afraid to tell anybody, the thing that uh, you try to get over and, if it and it comes back, and it comes back, and it comes back again, but you finally ask for help, you confess to God, you confess to people, and the headline says, the healing process begins. That's your headline. There might be somebody else uh, here where your headline is, hurting woman uh, cries out to God. You've been betrayed, you've been let down, and your heart aches. But instead of staying inward, you look upward. And your headline says, finally finds freedom in forgiveness. Because who the Son, Jesus, sets free, you are free indeed. Maybe you've been sitting on the sidelines for a while. You're just kind of coming to church, but you're not, you know, the yet the church. And your headline is going to say this. Uh, church member says yes to serving. Plans to change others' lives ends up changing her own. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into when you thought you were blessing somebody else. And you were, but you got even more blessed in the middle. And then there may be somebody where it starts off sad, but with the help of God, it could turn good. Church member diagnosed with cancer, close friends trust God for a miracle. We stay together because when you're a part of uh, the body of Christ, you're never alone. You've got the presence of God and the presence of other people, and you've got the power of God working through the community. What challenges are you facing? What pain are you enduring? What question have you not been able to find the answer for? Where's the hurt that nobody else knows about? Where's the wound that's been there for years? I promise you, you can't always change that. But you can change what God, what God does in that and through that. And you can write your own headlines. The devil doesn't define, what's, um, or doesn't define what happens in your life. The media, and you know, God bless them, they have a very important job and a very challenging one, um, the media doesn't define you, uh, doesn't define your life. What happens in government doesn't define your life. What happens in a job doesn't define your life. Whatever somebody said to you doesn't define your life. Wherever you are today does not determine where you will be tomorrow. You can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective.
And so it was the Apostle Paul who wrote this. And you can see him acknowledging what's real, but he brings his own headlines to the situation. And he brings God's perspective in the middle of the trials. And in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, We are afflicted in every way. It's so hard you wouldn't believe. They're coming at us and they're coming for us. But though we're burdened, um, my headline says, we're not crushed. We may be perplexed, but we are not in despair. Persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, and you may feel struck down right now, but you're still here and you're not destroyed. And if you're not dead, you're not done. Therefore, we do not lose heart because Christ is risen. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight far beyond, or eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. So what do we do? We don't fix our thoughts on things below. We fix them above. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What are you facing? Set your mind on things above. Fix your eyes on what is unseen. No matter what you're facing, with the power of God, and with the love of God, and with the presence of God, though you may not be able to change your circumstances, you can change your perspective. Let him change your perspective, and it could change your life. So Father, we ask you in the name of the Son, of your risen Son, Jesus, that your Holy Spirit uh, would do what only you can do, changing some of our perspectives here today. Whatever those are, what are for whatever uh, we're maybe facing what, something difficult right now that you wish you could, or that we wish we could change, we wish we could change, but we probably can't change it. We need your help, and God, we need your help to change our perspective. God, for those who are battling anxiety, for those who are battling depression or suicidal thoughts, or dealing with incredibly difficult people, or uh, afraid for a job situation, trying to find. Uh, hang in there financially, whatever it is, God. I pray that we would not only define the meaning of that, but we would let you define the meaning and that we would see you in it. That even in our trials, God, that you would teach us to depend on you. And when we're weak or when we're broken, God, may your power and your presence uh, your, and your strength be enough. God, we may be crushed. We may be perplexed. We may be struck down, but thank you, God, we're not in despair. We're never without you, God. May we hang on to you, renew our minds, help us to set our minds on truth, and let you define our lives. We trust in you. We seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Pastor Bill.